1: because it ends up being all about how they won't eat whales um <laughs> it's, it's really funny but <laughs> um welcome to Recotopia, a happy home for recommended movies shows and music from two people you can definitely trust trustability varies by region no guarantee is implied Now, here are your
0: hosts, Chris Atkinson and
1: Jeremy Scott. I didn't mean to offend. I just think that we find through blame our means to change. And I want to question that. I want to look at everything because I blame myself.
2: Hello. Hey. How's everybody doing? How's everybody? Hey. Yeah. Uh, Good. Yeah, very good. Very good want to uh Hey, welcome everybody in the chat. Yeah, the chat, man. Well, uh Welcome
1: to you, Chris.
2: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, somebody suggested uh uh playing uh, Europe's The Final Countdown during that countdown that we just had and now I can't get that song out of my head. Can't At get that the song. The out Final of
0: my head. Countdown. That's right. <laughs> That's right. Uh
2: anyway, this is Recotopia episode 18. I am Chris Atkinson. I am Jeremy Scott. Mhm. Mhm and today's uh a big recommend is going to be mass um mm. uh a movie that uh super super um timely or untimely accidentally accidentally yeah um uh that uh you know i i was thinking about suggesting that movie about four weeks ago and then we've had two big mass shootings since then because we're the united mm. states um yes. But anyway, uh, on to the uh, small recommends. Uh, small what do you got? What do you got? What do you got? It's no big deal. It's so small and light. It's small.
1: It's tiny. It's petite. It's wee. I watched yesterday with my wife the new Chippendale Rescue Rangers movie. Oh, I've heard good Disney things plus. about this. This is a, a solid recommend. I think you're going to laugh and have a great time. Mm. I do think at the end of the day, they went so far with the other properties and characters in the background mm-hmm. that they <clears throat> turned the movie into a where's Waldo for the background stuff to the point where I think I started paying less attention <laughs> to the story.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: mm-hmm. I mean, every, there's Simpsons characters in this movie. <laughs> Batman is in this movie. is huh. e. in this movie. Wow. Um, Roger Rabbit. There are probably a hundred different properties and characters because the the premise here is that the cartoon chipmunks uh, uh, are are real, and the old Rescue Rangers show was Chip and Dale acting on a soundstage and filming with human crew and cartoon crew and yada yada. Mm-hmm. But then the show's canceled, so now they're washed up. Yeah, but they're still cartoons, and so they just they just litter the screen with other cartoons that are either washed up or super successful. And it's really fun, but about the halfway point, I started going, man, I'm laughing more at the background posters and characters than I am at the actual story mm-hmm. going on in front of me. I think that's okay. I think that's fine. I think they 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 captured a lot of that Lego movie kind of wacky... Fun, winky stuff. It's an hour and a half. Uh, I'd give it a B plus, A minus. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think you're gonna have a good time. Your kids are gonna have a great time, but you're gonna have to watch this thing twelve times to get every single reference they made in the background. And wow. I don't want to do that. Wow. But I recommend it. It's fun, Uh and it's uh this is the Lonely Island people basically. Andy Samberg, uh, John Mulaney, uh Seth Rogen is, are the are all voices. Uh, J.K. Simmons, all the voices are great. Uh, but you can tell, uh, because they make this whole thing about it, it's lame and cliche when cartoons are forced to rap to try mm. and revive their career to stay relevant. Mm-hmm. But then there's, of course, a scene where they have to rap to distract somebody. Right. And it is it is straight out of Lonely Island, SNL video shorts, mm. that song. Because mm-hmm. uh, it, it ends up being all about how they won't eat whales. Um, <laughs> it's, it's really funny. But... <laughs> um, <laughs> I recommend it. I think you guys would like it. There you go. It's on Disney plus.
2: Yeah. That, uh, that, that highly appeals to me when you first started talking about it. I was like, is this Lord and Miller, but it makes sense that lonely Island would be behind this. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, so I will jump on to the giant bandwagon that is top gun Maverick. And, uh, and, uh, just say, Hey, you know, this movie blows away that first movie quite a bit. Um, I don't, i mean it obviously needs that foundation of the first movie to have some of the themes that it has uh so you know it's not like a movie that just stands on its own and doesn't need that original top gun um but um uh, i'm already being asked did it take my breath away it did it did in fact (laughs) it did in fact take my breath away uh, i watched it in imax uh i think a lot like how gravity was you should experience this in imax or on mm. just whatever the biggest screen is possible i'm sure the 40x is fine too where the one where they you know the the seats uh, vibrate and whatever and um the, i'm sure that's great too but uh, for me the big screen with the with the sound and everything um it's just it's one of those where the action is just so well done in this and 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 we can tell that there's a dedication to reality in this rather than digital effects um we have i mean for the past whatever 20 to 30 years gotten used to to digital effects so much that we have a whole generation of moviegoers who or like, oh, I love that. That's the way things are supposed to be and that's great. And then something real happens all of a sudden, and then you realize, oh, this is how movies really should be made when the action when when, the, when we do action movies. And I realize that there are limitations to what you can do. You don't want to kill people out there, but Sure. Um but uh there are there are some moments there were there were actual some actually some moments where I was like I, I, you know, had that deep breath like I did in Mad Max: Fury Road. um, Oh wow, wow! um, After the sandstorm scene in this, Uh, there are there's a lot of bullshit in this. Obviously, when we do (laughs) when we do sins video, there'll be two hundred sins easily. Okay, however. (laughs) However, we'll probably be removing uh, quite a bit as well because of uh, ah. um, everything is going on. So. Well,
1: you know, McQuarrie of the Mission Impossible films is a producer on this film and yep. I think a co-writer. Yep. Um, and I think that I've already said a lot about my love for Joseph Kaczynski's work, mm-hmm. um, who did Only the Brave. And mm-hmm. uh, you put those two together with this... Modern Tom Cruise attitude because you got to remember Top Gun, the first one, Tom Cruise wasn't Tom Cruise, right? Then, right? He that movie helped make him Mm -hmm. Tom Cruise. Uh, what I've been reading a lot about these movies, obviously, a lot of articles being published. I told you that I read that the the studio Paramount paid the Navy $11,000 an hour Mm -hmm. for any time a plane was being filmed. Uh, which is apparently only about a fourth of what it costs the Navy to run the plane anyway. Uh, And I read that the first movie (laughs) caused an uptick in people signing up for the Air Force and not the Navy because the movie (laughs) didn't do a great enough job explaining where these planes
2: were coming (laughs) from. Right. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, uh but I, I i yeah i will say like look i mean and and i and i i think jennifer Conley is a much better uh romantic uh interest in this uh mm-hmm. and i i think we all like kelly mcgillis but i don't think she and tom cruise were like vibing that much in that right no pun intended um yeah. but um but uh I, I you know of course i'm a <laughs> uh jennifer Conley if you had me uh, rank my all-time crushes is in the top five i probably said that about 10 women but uh but <laughs> but but jennifer connelly is, is 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 one of my all-timers so like I, I i really like her in this and uh but uh yeah and miles teller is great all the the you know the um Uh, other the other pilots that have their own little call signs and whatever they're all good in this i think if there's one thing about the movie that's maybe shortchanged is because this movie is top gun maverick and it's a tom cruise movie the characters don't get the same kind of play they did in the original like there's there's not really i mean there's a nice man kind of in this but i think he he gets short shrifted in this um even though he's important but like, I feel like it could be, it could have been better that way. But anyway, uh, if you want to, this is like old time blockbuster type stuff. It's really good. Awesome. I saw somebody said it's
1: exactly like dead poet society. An, uh, an instructor goes back to his alma mater to teach his teaching methods upset the higher ups, but in the end, his students all learn from him.
2: Ah, I like that. I like that. Uh, I think that's <laughs> absolutely correct. That's absolutely correct. All right,
1: I got another recommend that is a miniseries, and this is because it was on yesterday in a marathon for Memorial Day, as it is every year, uh, Band of Brothers on HBO. Mm. Um, This is a, I believe, uh, 10-episode miniseries produced uh, in equal parts by Tom Hanks and Steven Spielberg. Um, Every actor in the world is in this movie. You name an actor they're in this movie. Mm-hmm. I guarantee. for Tom, I mean, Tom Hardy in this mini series. Tom Hardy is not in this mini series. Nah. Uh actually he may be. No, I think he is. I know uh James Mcavoy. I mean it just goes yeah, on and it's on. It's a lot of people level. though. Um <clears throat> And uh, I didn't catch every episode yesterday. I was uh, in and out
2: uh, of the room. The TV was on. But this is a uh, series like, you've seen about eight times already. Though, it right? is. I've
1: seen it a bunch of times, and it it never diminishes in quality. Um, and if it's been on your stack of shame, list of shame,
2: it is on um, mine.
1: Then uh, I would uh, kick it up a notch or two.
2: And I have um, no excuse. I have I have HBO Max. Uh, I have I have this I have this uh, series Blu-ray. In fact, I have, Oh wow! I have that in, in so that I could watch it that way even. So, um, I, I do need to see this. And of course, you know, I make time for series all the time. I went through, blew through Better Call Saul's like f- half, whatever half season that they got going now blew through that in two days. So why can't I do the same with Band of the Brover- Brothers, right?
1: Well, I mean, it's heavy stuff, so it's not for every mood, um, but, uh, certainly on a day when you're thinking about those who have served and died, uh, in the armed forces, it's, uh, apropos, uh, <clears throat> maybe I'll just remind you next time we come up to Memorial day, I'll be like, Hey, they're going to, mm. they're going to marathon that all day. And, uh, <clears throat> mm-hmm. anyway, uh, I like that. I'm already seeing a little bit of support here in the chat for band of brothers. Um, and, uh, JC Davis is making you a deal that if, although I don't even know if he's making the deal with the right person, but he says, if you watch this, he'll watch from the earth to the moon hmm Which I think is another one that I have touted. I'm yeah, not sure if you Which seen is one that I the...
2: watched the first couple of episodes too, and then it was one of those it's not like I didn't like it or anything. It's just that you know, I just stopped. So I need to yeah, re, re re restart it. Um so yeah, um I'm gonna be on that. And I've heard the Pacific is really good too, even though it's not as good as this. Yep. So um uh I also have that Blu ray. So I'll i need to watch I'll need to watch these at some point. Um uh so uh uh, you know, uh, my friend Mike and, uh, and of course, Jonathan, who was a part of the CinemaSense crew, all went to see Weird Al Yankovic on Sunday night. Uh nice. After the Weird Al Yankovic concert, Mike is like, on the Criterion channel, there's this movie called Elevator to the Gallows, which is a, a, a new French new wave movie, it came out in 1958 uh that i think you would like so i watched this movie and hell yeah this movie's great this is all part of <laughs> uh uh this i i love this i love this type of stuff um so it has uh jean moreau in it who's in a ton of famous french new wave movies and uh european films back in the day Jules and jim the 400 blows all those type of things um and uh she's in it it's directed by louis mal um and uh it's about this a uh, couple who have uh, con- who are going to conspire to kill this woman's husband, and uh, at the very beginning, this this guy uh, has a has a method. He's going to figure. He's he works with her husband. He's going to figure out a way to do this before the end of the day. Uh, at work. So opening scene is his murder. And it's almost kind of like a Columbo, like what mistakes is he going to make? You know, like uh, that type of thing. Movie does not turn out to be very Columbo-esque, but uh, you are, but that's exactly how that murder comes up. You're like, Oh, what mistakes is he going to make and all that? Well, it looks like he's going to get away with it because he's, you know, he's done all the right stuff and whatever. And then he gets down, uh, he, he uh, rides down the elevator with a couple of other coworkers, gets to his car, turns the ignition, and then he looks up and he's like, oh, I left something up there. I need to go back up. So he goes back into the, to the building with his car still running, goes back into the building, and he gets in the elevator, and then someone shuts off the power to the whole building, and then he's in the elevator stuck. And um, meanwhile, there is uh, outside, there's a florist who knows this guy, who's kind of dating this other dude and he and this dude is kind of a, a you know uh a small time criminal or whatever he sees this awesome car this guy's driving steals the car takes the girl with him, <laughs> uh and uh and uh and drives off his his uh genre sees this car sees the girl in the passenger side Thinks that her boyfriend has been is driving off with another woman. It's very great Gatsby that 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 okay. recognizing someone by their car. I I'll never understand this. <laughs> never understand this. Anyway, these these two go on uh, uh, uh have an adventure that's going to, you know, you're you're wondering because they're gonna they they start using this guy's name, the guy who's stuck in the elevator. They're using this guy's name, so anything they do out in the out out here in his name is going to come back to him somehow right so yeah awesome so so the so the so his girlfriend is looking for him doesn't know where he is he's in the elevator trying to get out and you have this couple out there doing stuff with using his name and of course, there's all this stuff that's just conspiring to this nice finale and everything. That's uh, it's it's this is a really good movie. Uh, awesome! I had never heard of it before, but it's like a seven point nine on the IMDb, and it's uh, yeah, this is good stuff.
1: You know what's on my list of shame? The Criterion streaming service. Yeah, yeah. Now <laughs> I look, need to sign up for that.
2: Honestly, yeah, you can get on that and just you 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 they they have their like collections and stuff that they push and they're like oh these collections are amazing like here's the french new wave collection and here's the this guy this director and it's like wow that director wow all of those movies are on this whatever but like there's stuff there's stuff sometimes where i'm like i wonder where i can watch this or whatever and i go to that real good app or whatever and criterion's got it quite a quite a bit of times so huh. yeah well, right. yeah they're a good service all right. Excellent. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. Well, on to the big recommend. I'm fine. I'm fine. It's just that you're so big. It's so huge. It's a good rule, but this is bigger than rules. It's bigger on the inside. Is it? i noticed. This is a, you know, this is a heavy topic, especially considering uh, what has just transpired in the past couple of weeks and uh, what often transpires. Here and then, we always have huge debates about guns and mental health and all that. This movie does not get into the gun and mental health debate very often. Uh, it gets a little bit into it. In fact, when you watch Mass, you do not know exactly what if you if you if, I don't know what the trailers were like for this. I don't know mm. if, if if by reading the IMDb synopsis you can figure out what this is, but. This movie, it, for about 20-something minutes, you have no idea what's going on. All you know yep. is something's about to happen at this church. There's going to be a meeting. There are people at the church who are there to kind of, like, find a room, get make the comfort happen, whatever. They're trying to get everything right. Um, And, and what this movie does right off the bat is... He, you know those small things. A lot of times, you don't know whether they'll be big things or not, or or things that you think are big but aren't really. This is one hmm. of those things where it tries to balance those things. There's like, you know, there there's a point where like, uh, I I don't know who that woman is that is she's like a grief counselor or something like that. Um, that that is sort of comes in before the meeting, and makes sure Duh. everything redhead woman no the black woman um okay she's a lawyer she's a lawyer okay um she comes in and says is there are there are there you know tissues and and they're like oh yeah oh yeah of course and and so the woman who works at the church goes over to grab the tissues and puts it on the table and uh, she goes no 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 don't just make them visible don't put them on the table that's that's going to be really weird but then stuff that she thinks might be huge aren't really all that big and so, like it shows what a delicate balance that you have when you're having uh you know people talk to each other and it's the the subject matter is heavy um a couple played by Martha Plimpton and Jason Isaacs uh show up first um they don't know if they're even wanting to go through with this at all uh you're like, what the hell what's what they're just going to a church they're meeting what is this all about and then um, another couple and Dowd, and, and a guy, I can't call his name right, right off the bat, but he's been in a lot of stuff. Um, he's, he's one of those character actors that's been in a lot of, a lot of movies. Um, uh, are you looking at Reed right? Bernie, Reed Bernie? That's right. Um, they show up and these, these two couples have a bit of an awkward, you know, what, how do we get into it? Do we start talking about niceties? Do we do, you know, whatever. It's not until, and and, and you can see these little things where Ann Dowd says something like, we did this so that we could protect our son. And she means the son that's still living. Mm. We don't know that right now, but Martha Plimpton looks at her like, protect your son. Yeah. Fuck you, protect your son, basically. But then she, Ann Dowd realizes, you know, it's the other guy but whatever. So there's all these little little teeter-totter things going on. But finally, once they start you know, they exchange pictures and all this and Martha Plimpton's like, "I want to know I want to know uh about your son. Uh I want to know about I, I want to know about him." And uh and uh he the father asks, "Why do you want to know about about my son?" And he and she goes because why do I want to know about your son? Is because your son killed mine. And it's so just slipped out like that. And yeah. you I think all four of these actors have <sighs> have a moment in this. They all have their own uh talking about something heavy. What this movie uh does is it uh it they're trying to get some sort of closure therapy out of all of this. How is it the, you know, Martha Plimpton and Jason Isaacs really want to know, where did you fuck up when you raised this kid? I want to know what you did and how and what you knew and when you knew it and, and out and, and they, they're sitting, we don't, we didn't know. We couldn't know. We, there wasn't anything that told us that there was anything that was going to happen. We know that he was depressed. We know he didn't fit in at school. He was bullied. He was all these different things. Um, and uh and and it becomes, you know, incredulousness on the other side. Like, how can you possibly not know? How can you not know this type of stuff? And I think that's one of the it's gotta be the most fair you can be to uh to parents who have a have a, a child who does something like this because hmm. how could you know? I mean, you can't really know everything about your, your kids. You can't. Unless you're just I don't know, you're you're just spying on them or something i don't know um so that's where it becomes it, that's where this movie is it's it's humanizing everybody involved it doesn't you know it doesn't absolve this kid for doing what he did at all i'm not saying that at all what it does do is it absolves the parents the parents are not to blame here um so that's what this whole thing's about and and they and it also gets on the other side here. Martha Plumpton and Jason Isaacs have to realize that they've lost a child too. Um, this is something that they they didn't you know expect or anything, and this is where Reed Bernie gets his his moment too, because after Jason Isaacs talks about you know what happened to his son minute by minute in that yeah. whole thing, which is Jason Isaac's big moment in this.
1: Yeah, he's crying and he goes, You
2: don't know. Yeah. You don't
1: know. I know.
2: Mm-hmm. Ugh. He says the final bullet was shot at 136 on the uh on on the afternoon and and it was into his son. Uh and this is when I don't know exactly what the reason is for it, but uh what is it? it's Fran Kranz who directed this. He changes the aspect ratio of this yep. movie after this he there's a point where after jason isaacs b- says all of that it cuts to an outside of a field where there's like a high school football field uh and then it it narrows down to another aspect ratio and that's when mm-hmm. that's when uh reed bernie has his moment where he talks about like he knows all these families he knows he knows everybody who's been who's been <sighs> affected by this and then he says, and, and then he says, and I'm sorry, with respect, respectfully, at 141, the final shot was shot in the library. Yeah. And yep. so, yeah, uh, when you go through all of this harrowing uh, bit by bit of this of this kid shooting up this school, which is, a, I think it's around eight or nine, maybe ten uh, people he kills in this. Um, It really... I mean, it's really just, I mean, it's stunning just to watch these actors go through it. Um, it's stunning also, especially considering what we've just had to uh, endure yet again in this country. Um, What, you know, what everybody, and, and it's, and it's even then it's still not enough, right? Even all of this is not enough. There's not going to be enough therapy in the world. Uh, Well, and it's been
1: like six years, five years since this event. Like, and I think that's part of what I love so much about that opening where you don't really understand what's going on. But it's sort of, I think, trying to show you this is just an ordinary day for everyone else. Mm -hmm. But for these two sets of parents, they are still carrying around this massive weight. Mm-hmm. But like, you see the awkward exchanges with the woman who works at the church. And like you said, with the Kleenex, cause the lady tells her to move the Kleenex. And she's like, Oh, of course. Yes. I mm. should have known. You're right. I'm yeah. sorry. And she, that's just her showing deference to the seriousness of the moment. But like, at the end, they're like, oh, the, is that a choir? And, and she's like, oh, the choir's practicing. And she turns back to her assistant, he's like, I told you this morning the choir mm-hmm. was going to be. Mm-hmm. It's just a normal freaking day yeah, yeah, for yeah. everyone else, mm-hmm. except for these two sets of parents. It's a huge day. And I, I think this movie could have veered Hallmarky really easy. Yep. Uh, I, and it's a credit to both the writing the directing and the acting, all three of those things that make these people feel real instead of characters. Mm-hmm. I cried. I cried twice during this movie. Yeah, me too, um, several times. Especially when Ann Dowd comes back at the very end to tell her story, which is harrowing. hmm But the way she is wrapping it up by saying, "I wish," basically, I wish I would have let him beat me up. Yeah. So that I would have known what a monster he was. Mm-hmm. It's heartbreaking. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think there's enough. I don't think there is enough done in these events to to give grace to the parents. I think that because he even mentions, you know, I still get calls and mail. Some of it's threatening. Mm-hmm. Some of it's supportive. This is years after the fact. I know the Columbine parents uh, got all kinds of hate mail. They had to move. Like, I, I think this movie is trying to show you that, you know, you cannot parent perfectly no matter your intentions. Mm-hmm. There are outside elements. They talk about how they moved at a at a sensitive age for their son and they clearly regret it. it I also love how Ann Dowd and uh, Reed Bernie play this because it's clear they've had all of these conversations a dozen different yeah. times. Um, and yet they convey we've said these things to each other before but it's still new to the other. Oh God, this movie mm-hmm. really rocked me. And I, you know, I'm ultimately glad that it came when it did because I think I needed it. Mm -hmm. Um, even though, you know, it's been a heavy news couple of weeks and this kind of stuff, this, this movie could help people heal, I Mm -hmm. think, um, down the road, obviously not a week after a shooting. No, (laughs) no. But, uh. There um, are a lot of good lessons in this movie, I
2: think. Yeah, and then they're they're clear here, I believe it's like six years since it's been since it's happened on, on in this and they're still I believe uh Ann Dowd and Reed Burney's couple have divorced in this. That's what I get I get the sense that he's in Baltimore and she's somewhere else and they're not wearing wedding rings either. Uh, I didn't know. I didn't pick up on any of that um, through all of this, but it, it also seems like Martha Plimpton and Jason Isaacs are barely holding on. They're not, yes, because Jason Isaacs, it's it's explained that he's become sort of an activist in this. He's a gun activist at this point, and um and uh, you know anti gun activist, and he's and he's uh he's probably in the media now and then, and and they and they don't he and Martha Plimpton don't see eye to eye about a lot of things here and and but they're still hanging on. They're hanging on maybe for their daughter who's still alive who's like mm-hmm. been who's been traumatized and is finally getting back uh into uh you know the uh, social sphere and everything. There's cuz there's a point too. There's another point where she goes, "Oh, and she's dating now." And he goes, "Well, I don't know if he's." And she's like, "She's dating." So yeah, I get the sense of that and and that, you know, that they've been trying to figure out how to move on and and uh you know that's why it's 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 uh you know there is a great and i I don't know uh how much uh, we again we get into that spoiler territory but i'll just go ahead and you know at the end martha plimpton ends up forgiving not only the parents but the son because she feels like the son must have been completely damaged and was going through something that none of us can understand and all that. When she also says, I don't remember how she says it, but she communicates
1: that she just can't keep carrying this weight. Mm -hmm. She just is done living with this grief. And the only way for her to dump it is to forgive. Mm -hmm. And I, I think that's, I think that's, powerful and noble and i don't know if i could do it no Um, i don't
2: know i don't know either i mean i I could see my i could see uh you know uh absolving the parents by the end of it i just don't i don't know if i'd ever get to that that line where i'd be okay that the kid did it um you know and there's and i'm i'm sure that there are a lot of other things that i'm you know people who really study this type of thing uh you know may have some opinions about this killer and like whether or not you can, uh, figure out if they're going to do this kind of thing. I mean, yes, there are killers out there who go on social media and tell you that they're going to do it. There's also people who never do anything who say that they're going to go on. So they go on social media and they do it. So it's why it's so difficult to discern a lot of times who's going to do what and who, and, and how do you categorize all these people? Um, But, uh, but in the end, I don't think it has anything, this movie has anything to do with why this person did what they did. It's all about healing and therapy and, and, and can you forgive the people who are associated with this person? Uh, and uh, more than it is, oh, I wonder how, I wonder like, you know, how this guy came to do this, all this stuff. And, you know, one thing, I don't know, I keep hearing this whole when someone asks why would someone do something like this, there's always someone like, you don't want to get into the somebody's head who does like, does something like this. And I'm like, well, don't you really, don't you really want to know why? So that you not to understand, but to prevent it from happening. Right. Uh, you don't really want to be in that situation where you're like, Oh, that makes sense. You just want to get to a point where it's something that we can prevent in the future. And that's why you sit there and go, You know, why did this person do this type of thing? Um, So my God, man, this is a, what a cast. I'm wondering, I'm wondering if he got everybody he wanted because these are the perfect. Ann Dowd has, (laughs) I don't know of anybody who's increased their profile more at an age that she's at than she has. Uh, Handmaid's Tale was the big one for her. The Leftovers was a big one. Uh, she's in Hereditary. Uh, mm-hmm. there, you know, she's such a go-to, just hammer it out actress. It's amazing how good she is in this. I mean, everybody's so good in this. I and mean, Martha Plimpton, God, man, if you're our age, yeah. if you, were uh, yeah. Goonies, she was in the yeah. Goonies, and now she's in this yep. this movie right here, and you're like, whoa like you, you 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 know you do that weird i don't know thing where you're like wow how did you go from goonies to this well you know there's yeah. a few decades involved but um but uh you know and then jason isaacs jason isaacs has played bad guys m- most yeah. for most of his career and then you see him in a, i mean i know he's done a lot of other stuff other than you know like harry potter and you know uh, 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 patriot and stuff like that but <laughs> but, you know, you don't get to see him that often do this kind of role. And it's, it's, it's this, is a, this is just a big actor, acting tour de force. Um, yep. And, yeah.
1: Are you ready to talk about the double feature? Yeah, yeah.
2: What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy,
1: and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low-net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands. And are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at hero.co. Shh.
0: Be very, very
1: quiet. Secret? What secret?
0: A dirty little secret. i tell you something I've never told anyone. I've got
1: a I've got a I struggled a bit because it's such a heavy topic. And there are movies about school shootings. Oh, yeah. Like Elephant. Um, there's a movie called We Need to Talk About Kevin mm-hmm. about a bow and arrow murder spree. Yep. Um, for a long time, I I hung on um, Dead Man Walking because mm. it felt like mm. a similar forgiveness, the, the the hope and the the weightlessness of forgiveness. Um, but in the end, I was just too just too moved by this movie to not go with the Fallout, which is on HBO Max and mm-hmm. stars. Mm-hmm. Um Rachel Ziegler from West Side Story. Um and it's about a school shooting. I think this is Ma- Maddie Ziegler,
2: right? Is it Maddie Ziegler? Or is it Rachel Ziegler? There's two Zieglers, I think.
1: One is there are, and I don't know which one it is. Um I'll look it up. Let me fall out. It is Maddie Ziegler, sorry, and Jenna Ortega. Mm-hmm. Um there's a school shooting. Uh you experience the audio of it from the bathroom where these two girls who have nothing in common are hiding together in a stall, standing on the toilet. Uh, And then you just sort of follow these two as they form a friendship. You can only form after having experienced a tragedy together like that. Mm -hmm. Um, And uh, this is a gut punch of a movie. So this is a double feature. That's just basically going to run through the Kleenex, but uh, this is a fantastic film uh, that would, that would pair excellently with this because the mass is sort of showing the aftermath for the parents. Uh, and the fallout is showing the aftermath of survivors uh, Mm -hmm. of the event. Um, and, uh, it's hard. Her parents want to help. There's a therapist that wants to help, but it's only so much you can do for somebody who's been through that trauma.
2: Yeah. Yeah. They're ready when they're ready. I did see the fallout based on your uh, suggestion. So yeah, this would be a, 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 a uh, obviously an apt double feature it you know your emotions are going to uh you know uh be take a hit uh during watching both of these uh but you know the the fallout uh, uh jenna ortega is great in that movie she is fantastic yeah, she's- um and uh and uh, maddie ziegler who I really only knew through like Sia music videos, because uh, she's like yeah. the dancer in a lot of those like she's in that Shia LaBeouf one and she's in uh some other one that she did, I think. Um uh so I didn't know that she acted at all. So she's really good in that as yeah. well. Um but yeah, uh it's it's kind of amazing from the perspective of their stall where it's them and then another character comes in at one point. Yeah. Where they're, where they just hear shots and that's scary enough. Just imagine being in the middle of all of that. Yeah. I mean, you know, that's the, yeah. So, uh, yeah, I think that I, that's a, that's a perfect double feature. So, yeah,
1: I see some good suggestions here. Somebody was saying queen and slim, Mm. uh, both movies are concerned with showing the perspective that the news can't give about violent events. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, somebody else suggested The Weatherman or Bowling for Columbine oh, those are those are all good suggestions yeah 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 um, <clears throat> next week I have determined that we need to laugh mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. are you and... ready to laugh? <laughs> mm-hmm. so I am going to go with an old ass black and white movie mm-hmm. that is either a classic you've seen or it's on your list of shame mm-hmm. Arsenic an old lace mm-hmm. this is a Frank Capra Movie with Cary Grant. There's actually murder in this. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, it's but it's kind of it's the murder, funny kind of murder. Yeah. Yeah. It's mm. the ha-ha kind of murder. Mm-hmm. Um, I have not seen this movie in probably seven or eight years. I watched it a lot as a kid. My mom exposed me to it. Um, it's one of those slamming door farces. The entire run of Frazier owes its existence to movies like this. Sure does. Um, and uh, I can't wait to get into it. Apologies. This movie is not streaming anywhere for free. Mm. Um, You will have to rent it uh, on Amazon, YouTube, Google, whatever. You can rent it anywhere for two or three bucks, and I apologize. But we've had a lot of heavy drama in the last few weeks of Recotopia, And uh, I think it's time uh, for us to giggle and laugh and uh, Arsenic and Old Lace next week's homework.
2: Yeah. I've seen this uh, twice um, and uh, looking forward to seeing it again. I probably It's probably been about the same length of time since I've seen it last time too. I remember this is one of those. I watched it the first time in the middle of a whole bunch of other classics and then in a bunch mm. of years passed by. And then I had it recorded on TCM, and I was like, I've never seen this before, and started watching it. And I was like, oh, okay, it's that movie. Okay, I gotcha. Gotcha. So yeah, uh, this is good stuff. All right, let's
1: uh, dive into some questions. Yeah. Question.
2: Question. I got something to say. I want the truth. I am listening.
1: What you think about that? All right. Uh, very simple one. And I don't know that you can answer this however you want, all time or current. Uh, who is your favorite screenwriter?
2: um you know i i i looked at this for a bit now in all honesty probably somebody like quentin tarantino is because there's just so many uh quotable things from all of his movies um uh but i'm gonna go with uh somebody like william goldman who did the mm-hmm. princess bride he did all the president's men uh butch Casting the sundance kid marathon man uh, misery. I mean, mm-hmm. and, you know, the guy actually literally wrote a book on screen screenplays. Um, uh, So, you know, a lot of the stuff that you enjoyed over the years is uh, many times attributed to William Goldman. Uh, I'd also put as far as writer directors in there, Richard Linklater, because, you know, Dazed and Confused is great. And um, uh, a, a lot of like, you know, boyhood and all these are just a really good, well done. So, Anyway, um, yeah. That's a good answer. Mm. I uh,
1: I went with my current favorite, uh, and that's Drew Goddard. Mm. Um, mm. Mostly uh, for the two films he's directed, which is Bad Times at the El Royale mm-hmm. and Cabin in the Woods, as well as The Martian, uh, mm-hmm. which he mm-hmm. wrote the screenplay for. But he also was a writer on Buffy and Angel and Alias and Lost. Uh, he wrote Cloverfield. He wrote World War Z. He uh, created the Daredevil series on Netflix and wrote a bunch of those episodes. Uh, And he's got Robopocalypse, The Sinister Six, and Project Hail Mary, Mm. the next Andy Weir movie, uh, all coming up. Uh, And I feel like he is King Midas at this point. Everything Mm -hmm. he touches uh, cinematically has turned to gold for me, and so I cannot wait. And somebody here says Drew Goddard is their pick to direct the MCU X Men
2: movie. Ooh, be wild that would be nice. Um, be yeah, uh, Billy Wilder's mentioned. Billy Wilder obviously is an all timer. I would, you know, probably goes on the Mount Rushmore screenwriters. Uh, mm-hmm. um, and then uh, someone also mentions Aaron Sorkin. Now, I really like Aaron Sorkin. I really like him. I don't know if I'd put him in my favorites, just because there is a little bit of like he's full of himself a lot of times when he writes. Although, that could be said for a lot of these big screenwriters. They're really full of themselves. Um, But Sorkin is great. Yeah, I do like Sorkin.
1: I see somebody asking uh, about Tom Stoppard. Uh, He's a great
2: writer. Oh, yeah. Tom Stoppard, sure.
1: I don't know if he has enough hits, but he did write Shakespeare in Love. Mm -hmm. And Branson are dead. Billy Bathgate. Yeah. Billy Bathgate. Billy
2: Bath. Yeah.
1: That may be the first Billy Bathgate reference on the
2: show i think it is i think it is I hope it's not the last mm-hmm. let's um, mark this moment 45 minutes into episode 18 <laughs> billy bathgate first reference
1: all right next question what are some of your favorite side characters from a movie mm-hmm. inspired by the rattlesnake of a waitress in hell or high water
2: um one of my favorite moments in the movie mean girls is when they're at that math leak competition. And uh at the very end, Lindsay Lowen does that you know that whole um there is no limit or something like that. It's a trick question, whatever. When's the math league competition for her school or whatever, and the guy who's like the leader of that math league competition like starts dancing like, oh, yeah, and he rips his shirt off and does all this <laughs> dancing and stuff. Oh my God, that dude is hilarious. he's hilarious throughout. <laughs> throughout that movie oh, man. uh but uh but uh, i think his name is like rajiv surendra or something like that um <laughs> he's <laughs> it it that I, out of mean girls there's so many great like uh people who shot to stardom in that movie but yeah. he like I, I, he that he steals like a couple of scenes that he's in because he he's does. so funny. He does. Mm-hmm. You could
1: answer Tim Meadows from that movie, and I, I'd be happy with that. Yeah, too, Tim Meadows. No, oh, yeah, Tim Meadows cracks me up. Yeah. Um, my answer uh is the same actress uh, who played the rattlesnake of a waitress in Hell or High Water, but her bit from No Country for Old Men, mm. where he does the the thing where he get he wants to get a second room specifically next to his room. So they because they will share air conditioning ducts, and he wants to shove the briefcase with the money into the AC duct. And mm-hmm. he goes in there, and he's like, I want to get another room. And she's like, what's wrong with the room you got? And, no, I want to get a second room. And she's like, you want to change rooms? <laughs> no, I want to get a second room in addition. And she shows him, a, he asks if they have a map, she says, We got kind of sort of one. Like, she's <laughs> such an awesome freaking actress. I swear to God, she's not even an actress. She's yeah. just Texas.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, but he points out the room he wants, and she goes, That's got two double beds. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're so <laughs> she can't, fucking dumb. Steve, why are you paying <laughs> for this? Um, so that was my answer. I love that actress. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I hope she does more Texas stuff. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, I keep getting lost in my list. Uh what are you an expert or just really knowledgeable about that most folks would not suspect?
2: Uh I don't know. I didn't I, I thought about a bunch of I I'm one of these who has some knowledge of a lot of things <laughs> like it's I guess you jack of all trades kind of thing, but mm. I think most people would be surprised how much music knowledge, general music knowledge. I'm not saying like I know you know, music front and back or anything like that, or know when an album came out or all this type of stuff. But like, there's, I mean, there are a lot of times where like a song comes on and it's from a one hit wonder and I'll name that band or I'll, you know, uh, and I haven't heard it in forever or I'll, you know, be able to come out with certain details about a band or an album or whatever. Uh, I think, you know, just, you 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 know that I have some decent movie knowledge, but you probably didn't know that I have some decent music knowledge as well, probably from listening mm-hmm. to the podcast or whatever. So
1: interesting. One of my answers is music related, but not I don't have music knowledge, like I have music theory. Mm-hmm. I took twelve years of piano lessons and played the guitar, I was in a band. Um I remember when the pandemic started, um I, I made a video on my personal channel of me uh, covering a Radiohead song, and like half the comments were like, I didn't know you played keys, and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Um, Because if you know me from Cinema Sins, it's not common. The other weird one is that because I'm my mother's son, I'm pretty good at identifying birds. My mom's a big birder. Mm. Uh, We always had bird feeders. My mom keeps a life list. Uh, Every time she goes on a trip, she charts all the birds she sees on that trip. I'm not that active. Uh, I don't have a life list and I, I don't keep track of birds when I go on a trip. But if you are with me in nature and you say, what's that bird? There's a really good chance I know. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, you just that's osmosis, I think, that just so- soaked in over the years of living with my mom. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. All right. Uh, I want to see if there are any good answers over here. Uh, J.C. Davis says, like you would expect, he knows space, the Titanic, and plants. Mm-hmm. Josh says, etymology, which I believe is words, not bugs. (laughs) They're very similar. One is entomology and one is etymology. I honestly don't know which is which. uh, (laughs) I spent all my time learning music theory.
2: Um... Star
1: Wars trivia, yes, yes, that's good, that's good. Yeah, I think um, I think
2: it, it, JC may have to refresh my memory, but I do think there was something we had a discussion about passengers once, and I was saying something like, "Why don't they have faster messages and stuff?" And I think he like sent me a message saying, "Well, you know, it can only go as fast as the you know space allows, basically." And, <laughs> and I was like, "I was like, yes, but." if they have the infrastructure for entire ships to go to planets they should have the infrastructure to be able to talk to somebody close by that you know that doesn't take them all the way back to earth anyway you th- i think have that's how a I-
1: version a space version of the lighting of the lamps in the Lord of the Rings, mm-hmm. right? With the they light a, la- a lantern on the top of the mountains. They should have little beacons that they can should relay have that. messages. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I was right. E- etymology is word origins. Entomology is bugs. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Those words should not be so similar. Um, they should I'd like not to get to the bottom of the etymology of how those two words came to coexist. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe we've got some time. We Let's do. do another. You guys talk about food a lot. I know you like good food. Mm. What dishes or ingredients will you not touch no matter what? What mm-hmm. weird food quirks can you admit to?
2: I fucking I like hate pickles.
1: <laughs> wow. I didn't know that.
2: Um, wow. Uh, they they fuck everything up when they put pickles on anything. And And over the years, I've realized that everybody around me loves pickles. And so... I, if I ever accidentally get pickles on my hamburger or if there's a pickle spear on my dish or anything like that, I always ask the table, do you want my fucking pickles? Because I can't <laughs> stand them. I think they make everything worse and and I don't know how you dirty bastards eat them. So um,
1: Okay. Now, this is awesome. I love pickles straight, mm-hmm. like a dill pickle spear. Yep. But I don't want pickles on anything. Mm-hmm. I don't want it on any sandwich. I don't want it on a burger. I don't want it on a damn pizza. Mm-hmm. So I'm kind of with you. I don't like relish, which is basically minced pickles, in mm-hmm. my opinion. Um, which is weird. I, though. I, I, I can don't...
2: take relish because relish has got a little bit of sweet. Well, I mean pickles can too, but like it is relish can be sweet. Um, sure. Yeah.
1: I uh, until I, like almost college, I tried not to eat foods that were white.
2: Mhm. Um, Which reminds me, there's a there's a there's a joke in that 70s show where Ashton Kutcher and Mila Kunis or or have this uh he 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 takes out all the white M&Ms or something because he says, "So I took out all the white M and M's because I know that you don't like to eat anything white." <laughs> Everybody was, just, it's like, why do you not like white stuff? What is the deal? It might be
1: a, I think there may actually be a thing because mm. there's an episode of Numbers where Peter McNichol is only eating white food, mm. and it's a philosophical thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, I think what happened was I didn't like the first couple of white foods I tried, mm-hmm. like sour cream and cauliflower. Mm. So I never had any mayonnaise until I got to college. Mm. Boy, did I miss out. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, uh, mushrooms are a little weird for me mm-hmm. in that okay. yeah. I really like the flavor, but I hate the texture. Yeah. So I will order foods like I'll order, like, chicken marsala at, you know, an Italian place. And just pick the mushrooms off, but I love that mushroom gravy on the chicken. Yeah. So
2: that's a little bit weird.
1: Mm -hmm. And then if you eat a hamburger without cheese, uh, other than dietary reasons, uh, you just make me sad, man.
2: Yeah, I used to eat plain hamburgers when I was growing up, like uh, all the way till like I don't know how long ago it was. But yeah, now it needs to have some cheese or bacon combo on it uh, of some sort before I'll eat it, so
1: i uh somebody agrees with me on pickles they're gross on things not an eggplant fan somebody says um
2: yeah eggplant eggplant is one of those weird ones right like like i can i can deal with it it's just not what i would prefer or whatever you know um but i remember when i was in new york and there's the it was an amish market next to the place that uh that i worked and um they had this little deli, and uh, I started to get to know the, the guy who made sandwiches pretty well, because you go over there all the time, and he's like, right. he's like, have you ever tried an egg, eggplant whatever this or whatever? And he made this eggplant sandwich that was stellar. Uh, mm. But but a lot of times, yeah, you get stuff with eggplant in it, and it's like, eh, okay, I could have done without
1: that. Listen, this is an obvious answer, but beets all the way. Beets oh, my should God. should not be classified as a food. No. We went- to this place in Nashville, Chris and I and a bunch of the Sins team um, called the Catbird Seat. Mm. This, this is a U-shaped rectangular bar that only seats 20, and it's very expensive, and you watch in the middle as they make all the dishes, and it's super fine dining, so there's like microgreens and dots and smears, and uh, it was one of the best meals I've ever had in my life. They served a beat course, and because it was them, I tried it. Because I thought if anybody's going to make beats good, it's these guys.
0: Mm-hmm. And I hated it. It mm-hmm. was gross.
1: Mm-hmm. Then, later they gave me pistachio ice cream. <laughs> Literally one of the three best things I've ever yeah. eaten.
2: Yeah, 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 that was good stuff. Oh, was <sighs> yep.
1: Beats are awesome. Josh, you are now banned from the next mm-hmm. uh, live mm-hmm. chat. Okay.
2: Yep,
1: Um I think that's probably enough for today. Um, I appreciate everybody for showing up mm-hmm. in the chat mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. for giving us answers and chiming in uh this is becoming a, a weekly routine that i quite enjoy
2: <clears throat> yeah absolutely um uh a lot of fun thank you guys for coming out uh we really really re- appreciate it and um and uh tell your friends tell your friends
1: tell your friends um, your homework for next week is arsenic and old lace mm-hmm. you will have to rent but you will be glad you did
2: absolutely well worth the whatever 3.99 that you'd have to pay for it so um yep. so yeah good stuff anyway see you guys bye, bye. Part of the live show by being a member of the Sin Club at Patreon at patreon.com slash cinema sins. Chat with us on the Cinemasins Discord at discord.gg slash cinema sins or cinema sins Twitter at Cinemasins, and email any comments or questions to Recotopia at cinemasins.com. That's R-E-C-O-T-O-P-I-A at cinemasins.com
1: I just read this thread about the origins of Memorial Day. Okay. And it goes back to 1865 when freed slaves started a tradition to honor fallen Union soldiers and to celebrate emancipation and commemorate those who died for a cause. Basically, the Confederates had turned this race... Jockey Club into a prison. And as the war was ending, they just... The prisoners just died by the hundreds. So they buried them all in a mass grave. This is a really sunny way to start the show. There's so much they didn't teach me in school. Yeah. And that's just one more thing. And this is is why, even though Twitter is an absolute cesspool that I believe is a cancer on our public discourse, it still does stuff like that, Mm -hmm. where I get a whole thread to get educated and learn. And that's why I haven't left completely yet.
2: I mean, same thing goes for like, why we sing the national anthem at sporting events, stuff like that. That's another yeah. big thing uh, that, that people think, Oh, we've been doing that forever. And well, no, no, we haven't.
1: But I learned about six different times about James Naismith inventing basketball. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I never learned about black wall street, Massacre. I never learned about oh, yeah. the origins of Memorial Day.
2: Yeah, I, I mean, I lived in you know Williamson County, uh, Tennessee, and they didn't tell us about, uh, they didn't tell us about Black Wall Street. They didn't tell us about Juneteenth. They didn't tell us about yep. any of that. I only found out Ugh. about those recently.
1: Yeah, a TV show. Sorry. Yeah, a yeah. TV show had to turn us on to. In that.
2: fact, uh, yeah, there was uh, when that that first Watchmen episode aired. The, uh, the one, one of the people that I, I read every day, Kevin Cruz, uh, was talking about like, this may be the first time a lot of you are hearing about this, uh, <laughs> this thing. He actually, uh, went to school here in Tennessee, but he apparently went to some good schools because he actually heard about a lot of this stuff back in the day.
1: I just saw a headline that, uh, Gary Sinise moved his family and his foundation to Tennessee.
2: Really? Yeah. Hmm.
1: So now you may, you know, not, I don't know where in Tennessee, but it's possible you might be at, you know, McDonald's mm-hmm. right in line behind you is, uh,
2: Gary Sinise, Lieutenant Dan himself. Could be, could be. I, I know that Nicole Kidman's been here for like a decade and I still haven't run into her. So
1: no, but I do know people who have, mm. um, somebody we know saw a movie with their family, like oh, Nicole yeah? Kidman and, uh, Keith Urban were in the theater with their kids. Mm. Somebody we know saw a movie i don't know who it is but uh you know,
2: i've run i know a lot of people who have seen them uh i just i mean i don't know i guess i just don't get out enough you know what i mean i just don't
1: i mean kelly clarkson apparently owned a mansion like in hendersonville where i have spent a lot of time and i never i never saw her mm-hmm. I never ran into her so yeah what are you gonna do
2: well i mean yeah i mean at hollywood 27 i never really ran into people because i was upstairs all the time but at williamson square that's true at williamson square uh, that's where i ran into well williamson square it was it basically came down to ashley judd naomi judd winona judd and billy ray cyrus and pre-fame miley and or noah cyrus Mm. when they were Mm. very small children um so uh those were the only ones i really ran into um but then, yeah, I mean, there's always been these little sporadic ones that happen.
1: That's how we have dull. D, apostrophe, O, H
2: mm-hmm. is in the
1: dictionary yeah. because of
2: Homer Simpson. Yeah.
1: That's the Which, only thing the Simpsons have given us only as thing, a culture. The only thing.
2: You know they they've actually talked about how that came about because there was these old shows where they couldn't swear so they would say, they would almost say damn and then they'd say oh after that after they <laughs> so that, it, it's more of a Duh, oh like that Duh, and oh. then, then of course <laughs> you know it gets to these you know writers and people who watched that type of stuff when they were kids and it's become <laughs> dope. <laughs> <laughs> Oh no!